Hello and welcome to another episode of the Digital Assessment Podcast. I'm Susanna Duran and today I'm joined by Morgan Holm, who is the Digital Exam System Manager at Jon Shopping University in Sweden. Today we're going to be talking more about innovation and assessment and I'm really excited to be joined by Morgan because he has extensive experience of implementing and innovating with digital assessment. Morgan, thank you very much for joining me today. I'm really pleased to have you on the podcast, especially because you have been using digital exams for some time now. So could you give us a bit of an introduction to who you are, what you do at Yon Shopping, and just a bit of an introduction to yourself? Sure. Well, thank you, Susanna, for having me in your cast. It's exciting to be here. Uh, my name is Morgan Holm. I reside outside of Yon Shopping, situated in the southern part of Sweden. I have a wife and three young adult children. For my spare time, I enjoy building and home improvement, walking, spending time in nature and so. I must admit uh, to desiring spring, summer and fall before winter, but uh, <laughs> it's not too bad in the south where I live. By profession, I serve as a manager for e-assessment processes and for the Inspira system processes at Jönköping University. And being um, a former teacher of languages, and I guess sprang up from the root of pedagogics and, and then moved into ICT as a developer of education. I have always been, I would say, intrigued by what information technology can do for education. So uh, exams are, are like core business of education uh, as well as instructing. And so thereby, I think it's... Uh, um, Inspira has become a business critical system at JU, so I would like to talk about that. So that's a little bit about me. Great, thank you. Um, it's interesting to hear more about you. Uh, I must say that I am also a bigger fan of the summer than the winter, but I think our winters <laughs> are a little bit milder than yours. <laughs> um, and also interesting to hear that you uh, have a languages teaching background because I do too. Um, I started out as a Spanish teacher, so. Uh, we have something in common Wonderful there too. To <laughs> Brilliant. So let's talk a bit more about exams at John Shopping. Could you begin by giving us a high-level overview of how you use digital exams at the university? Well, uh, I would say digital exams has become the norm. It's uh, mostly uh, all of our exams uh, are comprised by of digital exams in Inspira and. This all started out, I guess, with our senior leadership at our university who decided to start the journey toward digital assessment somewhat five years ago. And I believe the reasons by then are not exactly the same reasons why we make it a practice today. But um, before that, there had been a number of initiatives from academics and faculties via various platforms and services. But I think what they missed out and what you miss out from, you know, having one service and having compared to having a lot of small solutions are there are several aspects and we have all been through those. And we see today that we have uh, one product that gives us what we are looking for uh, as for the legal aspects, aspects and the you know, the effectiveness that you, you request from automated results reporting of student results and legal agreements regarding archiving of exams and then, you know, just 
maintaining a knowledge base of information about your system. So that is uh, possible with one system, Inspira. So um, basically today, uh, four years, four and a half years later, our exams are ranging from 85 to 92% of all centralized exams, exams on a monthly okay. basis. Wow, that's really good to hear. And you said that, mentioned that the reason that you initially decided to implement digital exams is slightly different to the reason that you use digital exams now. Could you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, um, I think there might have been thoughts of investments and bringing home a profit. You know, digital solutions are a way to save money. I believe those ideals are not the motivation as of today, but more those of quality and effectiveness and being up to date. Uh, so I believe there are slightly we are slightly different to the motivation as of uh, five years ago. And when you started, you said that you're up to uh, kind of uh, 85 to 92%, I think, mm -hmm. with digital exams. Um, was it a, um, did you gradually scale up to that or were you carrying out a lot of digital exams from the very beginning? Well, as I said, there were some initiatives at the faculties with the other vendors or products. And, and, but uh, basically, we started uh, anew from the beginning, and then we have gradually moved into uh, in digital. And uh, it has been a, uh, a gradual growth, I would say. And it has a lot to do with uh, wanting to have quality and taking one step at a time and making sure that uh, teachers, academics, faculty are trained in Inspira. So due to that, it has not just been like, you know, pressed, pressing a button, but rather more uh, gradually growing into Inspira. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And so that's a nice way into my next question, actually you've talked about needing to train people up and in your introduction you talked about how assessment is a key part of education in, in general it's not something separate could you talk about a bit about your approach to digital assessment at JU I believe that it's quite people-centric you're right Susanna um I, I do have a motto myself, and, and it like, goes like this. Uh, E-assessment is all about people. Uh, it's about with the right incentives together with people, changing everyday life for people. And I believe that pretty much describes how we want to work at JU. Uh, there must be convincing incentives for the academics to want to move into digital. Uh, the fact that society generally is going digital is not always enough. So uh, there are several things that comes into play. And, you know, the the academics will ask you what's in it for me. And you need to have some kind of uh, response to that. And uh, so that's what we have a, a number of things that we have worked on and, and trying to give the right incentives to the academics and working close with the academics in training and in, in communicating with them. And uh, so the one of the things that we've been working on is uh, showing how more authentic approach 
in their examination yep. processes, how that, you know, would, uh, could help them aid the academic in, in question creation process. Um, so multimedia stimulus and, and World Wide Web and so, you know, we also want to show the academics the benefits. So what they are missing out, not using uh, Inspira and uh, for instance, automatic results reporting to our student administrative system. That's one of the things that we used to sell Inspira. And I think in less than blink of an eye, the grades and examination points are registered and you know, you don't ha anymore have this screen to screen reading or no more copy pasting yeah. of results. And I believe that's one of the, the, the incentives for the, the academics to come into Inspira. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then we work with the flows and, you know, to make it clear that all stakeholders throughout the, will know the status of the exam, the possibility of reaching out to students remotely with their comments and results. That is a 100% gain, I believe, for academics as well as for students. In Corona times, this has been paramount, I would say. Uh, I think that we have been able to show in Corona times that the demand for e-assessment has increased with the heightened awareness of the possibilities, you know, uh, being able to publish the exam and, and to publish the results and all is taking place remotely. Yeah. And I think it sounds like there've been lots of benefits for stakeholders across the institution, so academics, um, but also students and, and other staff as well. It sounds like you've done a lot to encourage everybody to to use digital assessment and to use it in the right way. What do you think the general attitude from um, academics at the institution has been and has that changed over time? Well, I do believe, you know, examinations have been treated kind of stepmotherly, if I could say it like that. And I, it has been kind of a parenthesis towards the end of the course. You know, for hundreds of years, there have been it has not been subject to any research or innovation. Um, yeah. So the exams have been there to discriminate and separate the good student from the bad. But I think that we tend to lift this and, and to put focus on, on exams. I believe that exams are getting into another place uh, of respect. And I believe it, it's more of importance than it used to be. So. I think it also makes the exams turn into higher quality. I have my background in upper secondary education in Sweden, and, and there I believe the processes of questioning the grounds for how an exam is discriminating, that they have, it's more evolved there, but, and also on education on second and upper, upper secondary level has, you know, they have delved into the issue and have, this has resulted in, in assessment that discriminates on true capabilities and understanding why and, and what. And uh, I believe this is the next step for higher education as well, um, to engage more, to delve more deeply into the issue of examinations. Yes. And I think you were talking about earlier, you mentioned having more authentic assessment as well. So like you've been saying, 
um, it's important that assessment is seen as an integral part of learning rather than just something that happens at the end. And I suppose the idea of it being authentic sort of ties into that. Yes. Could you tell us a bit about how you might make examination more authentic? Well, I think the uh, the use of authentic material uh, and the ways to put your questions in a totally different uh, way, that is that approach itself will make the academics aware of that the questions are actually touching their their subject in the right way. So we are we are uh, introducing and, and telling the, the academics to use, all kinds of stimulus, and uh, that can be, you know, in Inspira, it, it's easy to add stimulus and to to have that authentic approach and uh, to use the World Wide Web to contribute to authenticity. So we talk a lot with our academics in training about this. I like the idea of using different stimuluses, in, including things that are available on the internet, because students throughout their academic career do use the internet a lot when they're studying and maybe creating coursework right. and then of course when we go into work after university we will be using those kind of materials a lot so it makes sense to have that as part of your evaluation process exactly as well. right also that with this we are more or less uh, uh, they are getting shocked by the the capabilities of the system and um, the opportunities they have to use all these stimulus and all these sources. And so that is one of the incentives to bring them into digital exam, digital assessment. Yes, definitely. And I think, I think it makes, it just generally makes an assessment more, more engaging. You're not taking boxes, you're kind of taking part in a more real world activity. Mm. Another thing that I know that you have been working on at Yon Shopping is collaborating with other institutions that are using digital assessment. And you've kind of used that to share ideas and best practices. Could you tell us about the work that you have been doing with others as well? Well, I would say in higher education overall in Sweden, there is a distinct endeavor to collaborate in between institutions. And so also in the area of e-assessment. And at JU, we, we always strive to take in what others have already learned. Uh, some small pieces of information may reduce spending drastically and lead to better quality. Um, I think in the same manner, we are very willing to share from my experiences. We have um, ongoing exchanges between JU and, and several uh, institutions in the Nordics but also contacts and exchanges with uh, Spanish-based colleges and, and London-based universities. And I think working together, and even though the circumstances might be slightly different, I believe there are we have a lot to learn from each other. And uh, working this way has given us a lot of free uh, experience and we have also been able to to help out at an early stage when a university comes into e-assessment so we think that is a good way of working and i think it's necessary uh, to work that way to uphold quality and and you know not to fall in the pitfalls that there are out there definitely 
And I think it's really interesting what you said about how just one small thing that somebody else has already learned can make a huge difference to the amount of time that you would spend on on that. Do you have any examples that you'd be happy to share of either um, something that you at JU have saved time on and been able to share with somebody else or the other way around that somebody has said, oh, <laughs> why don't you try it like this and yes. it saved you time or? Yeah, well, I would say there are several, but I could maybe mention one of the the latest experiences we had in Spain. Uh, we visited a, a college in Spain that is uh, not maybe at the point that we're at. So we would in many cases have a lot to teach them. But uh, there were some some things that we could learn from their practices that would help us to make decisions on a higher level concerning how to move on uh, with smarter proctoring and, and, and you know, remote exams in, in a certain way. So the, the exchange that we started and, and the experiences we had helped us there to to get the correct uh, answers for our operations here in Yonshipping. So that it, it, you know, above being very uh, nice to visit with people, it gave us insight in a way that we would not have had uh, had we not visited with them and started the exchange. So that is just a small little thing, but it uh, reduced our costs and our, you know, our time, spending time on, on the wrong uh, issue or the wrong part uh, so we could focus on other things instead. That's really good to hear. And I also like that no matter where an institution is at their digital assessment journey, they might have something to share that somebody else hasn't hasn't done yet. So that's really interesting. Mm, exactly. And I'd also like to talk about some of the um, technical innovations that you have implemented at the university. So I believe that you have worked on things such as digital access management for exams and also an app. Could you talk a bit about those innovations and what kind of difference they've made? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, uh, we believe it's a whole experience for the student, you know, uh, education, training uh, and uh, assessment that is uh, core businesses and I believe the students have one total experience of their time at our university. So we strive towards creating a good in all experience for the student concerning the exam procedure. So um, we have not just for the exam procedure, but we have developed a, a JU app, which is a, a small uh, app for phones that the students use to to, to get communication and information from a university. Now we have something called digital enrollment to the exams. So before the exams, it starts out with a link to uh, get enrolled to the exams. And that link will come out in the JU app and they just click there and they will be enrolled to the exam in Inspira. So um, when an exam, is issued in their course, they will get a pop-up message and a link to click. And um, then uh, secondly, they will receive digital feedback in the JU app regarding grade and explanation points at their exams in Inspira. So having graded their exams and having 
confirm the exams, the examination points and the grades will show up in the JUAP. And you could, you know, maybe question yourself, why should we have the JUAP when we have Inspira? Well, actually, this is a short way to reach the students quickly when the exam, once the exam is confirmed. And then this will make them want to log into Inspira to view their graders' comments. So it kind of works both ways. And uh, so we we we, uh, we appreciate having the JU app for both enrollment and feedback. And then that brings them into Inspira as well. So that's one of the things we have been working on. Um, yeah. And uh, maybe is this something that would be new to you? Maybe all all universities don't have the same kind of solutions. I, I think uh, implementing apps and things like that is becoming more widespread, but not certainly not everywhere yet. And I can imagine as as a student that it must be incredibly convenient to be able to access something just from your mobile phone immediately. You don't have to go and log onto a computer, you just have that information at your fingertips. Yeah, exactly. And and we, we try to maintain this for the students. So the whole student experience will continue with after or actually pre-exams. We, uh, we have this Swedish law called public access to information and secrecy. And that is, I think, very much Swedish. And uh, this act obliges authorities and universities to make possible the, the forms or the documents that are in the JU archive. So also with the exams. So we have, we have this service available on the webpage where the students will apply or, or want to tell us that they want to get a hold of practice exams from JU archive. So they can either search out their exam there and, and ask for a copy or maybe go to a kiosk computer and search for previous exams within the course. And I, we believe this is a service that otherwise would have costed us a lot of money when, you know, using staff, um, bringing, bringing up the exams from the archives, but also, also it's a good service for the, the students that they can go to a digital source and uh, search for a practice exams. So that's another thing that we've been working on. Um, so that there's a few things. There's another thing maybe that we are working on now that we have this uh, access and identity control at the exam venues. So it's in the workings right now, but we believe this will reduce stress and create better flows within the exam halls. So here, the student and the video ladies will find out on the spot whether they have enrolled for the exam and their identities are verified at the entrance to the exam hall. So this, this takes place uh, when the students scan their JU cards and at the point of entry. And also when they start their exams, they will be scanning their, their JU cards to make sure that they're the correct, the right person sitting their exam at that spot. So that's another thing that we, we are working on right now. I think that's a really important uh, innovation as well. I remember taking exams sometimes and you just um you just have to remember your candidate number which was quite long right um and then you'd go to a massive piece of paper with hundreds or even thousands of students on it and then try and work out where you were sitting and then hopefully you would have got the right exam <laughs> right um but 
it, it might sound like a small thing, but when you're doing something quite high stakes, it's very important for students to know that they're in the right place and they're doing the right thing. It's, it's enormously reassuring for that all to be verified for you easily. Hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, thank you for talking to me about these things as well. I think, I think a lot of institutions will find it interesting that, that these kind of innovations are going on and maybe take some inspiration from this. So thank you very much for talking to me about that. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a question that I have been asking everybody who's come on the podcast so far. And we've had, we've had different answers, but there've been certainly some sim similarities in what people have said. And that is, how do you see assessment changing or evolving in the future? Whether that's in two years or five years or 10 years or more. Right. Well, I mean, speaking about the future, uh, there are so many variables, so I would be very careful about this, but I, I do believe we will see various changes in how examination is followed out. Uh, initially, we will see a move towards digital, that's for sure. The benefits of e-assessment will prove to be supreme, uh, both counting the increased quality of the student submissions and the increased quality of decoding texts on the side of the grader. But I believe uh, there are some things that need to take place for the growth to continue and to be even more evident. And I believe that the use of more third-party applications under tools like Inspira will increase. So here comes the need for integrations between specialist software and the vendors for e-assessment software. And I, I would spell it out APIs um, because that's the future. And I believe that's the same for, for a diff many different areas in society. Um, I believe examinations will be a more of a measured instrument uh, when exactly to make use of venue-based exams or not where academics do use venue exams, they will be more on top of the art of creating questions that discriminate in a good way. I notice at our, at our institution that there is a striving towards not having too many venue-based written exams. Uh, and where that takes us, I am not sure. Uh, I, I believe that written exams will always play a, a role, but maybe not in the same way as have been. Um, it's, you know, I, I think it's here that the development of e-assessment comes into play and not necessarily will the number of venue exams increase, but the use of other alternative examination ways will complement. But um, one thing I would like to say, if and I say, if I hopefully not, uh, if we are to live co COVID restricted lives in the future, I believe. Yeah. Um, it's hard not to say, but I. Yes. I, I believe. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so, but I believe remote exams will definitely have to be a matter for development, and I think that's the remote exams will be uh, in the focal focus point, and. Uh, I think that uh, this is ongoing right now, and I think it will have to be a lot more development regarding uh, the the uh, remote exams and 
off-campus operations. One thing, though, I believe that with the development of integra integrated tools, the paper-based exams will diminish. And we have, we have seen this and we, I mean, we are almost there arrived where the paper will not play any large role anymore. And I think that will be, that will continue that the paper-based exams will diminish. That That is my belief. Interesting. So um, you see a move towards uh, more integrations, more kind of specialist exams for different kinds of subjects and development of remote exams and holding exams in different kinds of ways as well. Yeah, I, I we have the we have the two issues here. We have the the location, and then we have the uh, support for all subjects. So I believe when it comes to support for all subjects, I believe the STEM subjects, the science, technology, engineering, and maths, they they need to be supported in the better way for e-assessment to be, you know, um, a total one hundred percent deal. Um, but then we have the uncertainty about what's going to happen in our society. And, and I believe, so that's why I believe the remote exams will play a greater role possibly in the future. And, and in, 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 in those terms, I believe it's all going to be digital because there is, there are no, basically no solutions when it comes to paper-based exams from home. And, and so that's why I it's all digital in the future in, in that way. Yes, definitely. Well, thank you very much for your insight. I think that's a, um, your input on, on how you expect exams to be in the future, even if it's quite difficult to tell what the future is going to look like at the moment, is really interesting. Hmm. And I've enjoyed our conversation as a whole. Um, it's been great to hear about the different ways in which you've innovated with technology but also with people management which is such an important part of implementing digital assessment so thank you so much for joining me um it's been a really interesting conversation and i think that our listeners will think so too well thank you very much Susanna. i've had a blast to be on your cast thank you very much so that's all for this episode but if you enjoyed it please do subscribe on spotify apple google or wherever you get your podcasts you can also find all of our previous episodes on our website at inspira.com and you can find us on Twitter at Inspira and LinkedIn as well. We'd love to hear from you if you've enjoyed this podcast and if you have any recommendations, please get in touch via social media. See you next time.